Amen. The Glorious King. Psalm 24 in the Passion Translation. David's Poetic Praise to God. God claims the world as His. Everything and everyone belongs to Him. He's the one who pushed back oceans to let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. Who then ascends into the presence of the Lord? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean, whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth, those who never deceive, whose words are sure. They will receive the Lord's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. Pause in His presence. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you ageless doors of destiny. Welcome the King of glory, for He is about to come through you. You ask, who is the glory King? The Lord, armed and ready for battle. The Mighty One, invincible in every way. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you ageless doors of destiny. Here He comes. The King of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is this King of glory? He is the Lord of victory, armed and ready for battle. The Mighty One, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. Yes, He is the King of glory. Pause in His presence. He is the Lord of victory, armed and ready for battle. What is He battling? The enemies of love. Things that frustrate you. Things that steal your confidence in the Holy Spirit. What he's warring against is religion. He's warring against darkness. He's warring against the curse of the fall. He's warring against spiritual wickedness. He's warring against the seven principalities of Babylon the Great. He's warring against the prostitute of Babylon. He's warring against the witchcraft of the magic arts. He's warring against the strong delusion upon people's minds, blinding them to the love of Jesus. Amen. The Holy Spirit's at war. You can't lose with the Holy Ghost. You can only lose apart from the Holy Spirit. Amen. If by the Spirit of God we drive out demons, then you know the kingdom of heaven has come upon you. If by the Spirit of God we drive out and burn up demonic influence, then you know that the dominion of His glory has come upon you. You need to understand the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. Jesus talked about the kingdom hundreds of times. And 
the kingdoms only mentioned a couple other times in the rest of the Bible outside of the red letters of Christ. Isn't that wild? What is the kingdom? It's the dominion of the glory of God. Your spiritual maturity brings the dominion of the glory of God pressing down upon everyone's souls. It literally eats away at the spiritual wickedness influencing brain matter. That's what it does. When the kingdom of heaven is at hand, he's saying that the glory is so strong now coming out of my hand, coming through me, out of my belly flowing rivers of the dominion of the glory of God, that all demonic influence is ceasing in this nation. When Jesus Christ preached the kingdom, he was preaching the dominion of the glory. Amen. What is the knowledge of the glory that covers the earth as the waters cover the sea? Habakkuk 2.14. What is it? Revelation? Yes, it is revelation. But it's how the brain manifests the glory. It's called knowledge because it is for the soul. It's for the soul. It originates in the spirit. Out of your belly flows rivers. But the soul has to learn the knowledge of the river. The knowledge of the river is how to use the glory of God to heal the nations. It heals people's souls. It removes the demonic influence. The dominion of the glory removes demons. And people say the dry place, but I tell you the truth. The time of the demon's judgment is at hand to be sealed under all humanity's feet for a thousand years. Don't give me this dry place theology. Don't give me this bind them and chains and loose them. Don't tell me they need to just be cast into the pigs, but they can stay in the region. They can't. It's our job to kick them out of regions, and we're not sending them over to China. We're sending them to the lake of fire. We're talking about permanent breakthrough for nations. The dominion of the glory brings permanent economic breakthrough, health breakthrough, and freedom and abundant life breakthrough for souls in nations. God is a king. Amen. A king of all nations is our God. You need to understand that this ain't child's play. This ain't religion. This is the kingdom and the dominion of his glory. This is the might of his resurrection power. <laughs> it's no small thing. It changes civilization. What you're stepping into influences everything that has breath in the garden. This is not Christian immaturity. This is not just kumbaya on Sunday morning. This is not the incubator of the infancy in Christ. These are the mature things of God. This is the training for reigning for the heavenly sphere. Amen. This is the overcoming of the earth to live no longer in the earth spiritually and mentally while your body is still on the earth. Amen. When you overcome, when you rise from the dead, when you go from glory to glory, when you ascend and walk in the stairway of ascension of Psalms 120, the stairway of ascension, going up in praise, going up in power, going up in glory, the morning star rising in your heart as your brain burns up with the Shekinah glory. 
Your heart rises as your soul burns in the holy fire. It's intoxicating fire. There's not a bad thing in it. There's not a bad thing in the fire of God. People are scared of the fire of God because of demons in them. But you fall in love with the fire of God, that is the royal love of God the King. That is the royal atmosphere and the royal power of the Garden of Eden of God, the supreme ruler of all. And it is pure royalty. And it is omnipotently enforced with archangel power with cherubim and flashing sword of the Garden of Eden that no unclean thing can enter when you are sealed in the hundredfold glory realm, when you are sealed with all your soul in the Garden of Eden. Amen. The Garden of Intimacy, which is the bridegroom's chambers, reserved for only wise virgins. But first you got to grow in wisdom, amen. What is the end result of wisdom building her seven pillars? having your soul sealed in the hundredfold glory realm of the Garden of Eden. That's exactly what happens. Everything you've built in your spirit, wisdom builds her seven pillars, growing in the Holy Spirit, the menorah, the seven spirits of God. The only light of the new covenant temple is the Spirit of God the Father working in you, burning out all that stuff that steals your light, that steals your confidence, that steals the dead-raising glory of God. Jesus Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. So, obviously, nothing else can change your life except the glory of the Father, since it is written. And we try to do all kinds of other stuff, turn it into formulas, even in our good intentions, which is so deceiving. Just because you're zealous and you've, you love the Bible and you go to church and you win souls and you do works and you got gifts of the Spirit operating, and you pray in tongues, doesn't mean that you're not full of strange fire. That's the craziest thing for most infants in Christ. That you can be operating in the fullness of what you've seen in the charismatic church and still be 99% soulish and still haven't realized the glory. It's true. The most mature people in the charismatic church are infants in the kingdom age. Jesus Christ said in His first coming, the least in the kingdom is greater than the greatest in the old covenant. The least in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist, Jesus Christ said, red letters. In the second coming, he says, the least in the kingdom age is greater than the greatest of the church age in his second coming. Amen. His first coming, the kingdom removed Mosaic law, removed all the Levitical priesthood, removed the animal sacrifice, all the works of the flesh for the works of the spirit. Now we're no longer in the types and shadows. We're in the perfect realities the carriers of the ark of the glory within our own spirit life. And our spirit life grows in the glory by intimacy. And we manifest the glory to the exact measure that we yada Him, that we know Him, that we know Him on the inside, that our conscience is cleansed from death and our brain loves the glory. That's when you know you're clean, when your soul loves the glory. When your soul falls in love with the Shekinah and realizes the Shekinah of Christ in your own belly, and you begin to birth the rivers of power, you begin to birth resurrection, life, and power, and your soul falls in love with God, meaning your soul becomes addicted to the glory. Huh. If your soul's not addicted to the glory, don't even tell me you love God because you don't even know God. Everything apart from the glory of God is religion. You like religion. You love religion, and that's everywhere. 
It's actually extremely rare to find souls that love the glory of God. It's not normal. It's not even normal in the charismatic church. Because I've never seen anyone in the glory of God that's not high and just whacked out of their brain all the time. Because the glory of God constantly throws the mind for the spirit to party. Amen. That's the very definition of ecstasy or the entrance of Eden. Entering the, the garden of ecstasy, the garden of Eden, delight and pleasure. Entering the third heaven realm called your promised land. You're going to be instantly high. And that's not condemnation for people not there because this is the exodus to get everyone there. The great awakening is getting every soul there. But you that are listening now are to be built up as leaders to help everyone along the way to be built up into eternal ecstasy so their souls are sealed in the Garden of Eden, the Bridegroom's Chambers, the hundredfold glory room. Amen. All the enemies of love that the King of Glory wars against are the enemies along the way that stop you from growing in the glory of God. You deal with it constantly. The enemies of love would, could care less about anything you do unless you're advancing in the things of the glory of God. You could do every religious thing. You could be a Mother Teresa and the Illuminati would applaud you as long as you don't go after the glory of God. The reptilian nature applauds religion because that's what the reptilian nature of the red dragon, the primal evil, the serpent in the garden is. It's everything the human being can do out of the soul apart from the glory of God is what the curse of the fall and the red dragon actually is. And so when you enter the glory, it burns up your carnal nature. It burns up all your human ability and you lose self and you find Christ, which is the full redemption of mankind. And you're not really that redeemed until you start losing yourself, which is the forgiveness of sins. People that are always talking about self and not the glory are sinners. That's what a sinner is. A sinner is someone who practices self. I don't care how charismatic you are. If you still practice self, if you still practice your soul and not the soul of Christ called the mind of Christ, that's the very definition of being a sinner. Most Christians are sinners because they practice self. What makes you a saint is killing self with the glory of God to practice Christ, the mind of Christ, the soul of Christ, the mind, will, and emotions of Christ, the soul of Christ. The seven spirits of God is the soul of God the Father. We practice as sons of God the very soul of the living Father, the maker of heaven and earth, the maker of mankind. That's the only thing I'm interested in, is practicing my Father's burning, blazing, holy soul through my whole heart and mind constantly. It's called practicing the presence. Living in the river. The river of life proceeds from the throne of God and the Lamb. Revelation 22.1 The river of life is the soul of God. Apart from the river is everything that's not the soul of God. Everything that's a wannabe, a pretender, and a fake and a counterfeit, including all religion, all drugs and alcohol, all pleasures of the flesh, everything that's in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, is all pretending to be the soul of the one heavenly Father that created man. Amen? 
You'll realize that when you come into the glory, that everything apart from the soul of the Father, apart from the seven spirits of God the Father, is a wannabe and a pretender. And those are the enemies that the King of glory wars against. Amen? Psalms 24, He wars against the enemies of love. He's warring against everything that would steal the love of God being developed in your inner man, in your spirit. And when love becomes strong in your spirit and you're intoxicated on love and you know God's love through experience, you yada Him, you have divine intimacy, intimacy with the glory is all the things that you want in life. From that place, the Father is formed in your inner man. And you could say, yes, He's already there. The issue is, the brain is not renewed to it. By constantly practicing righteousness, constantly practicing the glory of God, constantly practicing the presence of God, constantly believing in the river flowing out of you, even if you have a dry day, even if you have a bad day, you know that that realm supersedes the soul and natural realm that's trying to deceive you and cut you off from the glory. Amen. Sometimes you just weather these storms because the warfare is insane. There's insane. You're coming out of the Great Tribulation. So it's the worst spiritual warfare of all time because this is the generation that overcomes the curse of the fall and is sealed in the marriage chambers of the bridegroom king and begins feasting on the marriage supper of the Lamb inside the Garden of Eden realm while their bodies are still on earth. You're all going to do that. Even if you don't understand it now, supernaturally it's been implanted and impregnated already into your spirit man. Amen. Now it's birthed by the prophetic word. The prophetic word of those who have gone ahead of you and have gelled in these areas of revelation help you unfold the packages God the Father placed on the inside. They manifest your destiny dreams. They manifest your destiny doors. Swing wide, you destiny doors, you ageless doors, that the King of glory can come through you, through your spirit. He only comes through your spirit because that way it's all by faith. If He came through your brain first, it wouldn't be faith. It would be Old Covenant. That's how the Old Covenant was. The Old Covenant was through the brain first, being poured on the head. It's not poured on the head anymore. It's poured through your heart, out of your innermost being flowing springs. Jesus Christ taught a new covenant that now the anointing comes out of the innermost being, John 7, 38. It's, not, it's only upon the heads when you're an infant in Christ because you haven't realized the glory, and the mature huyos will pour out fresh oil on your head until you realize the glory, because we must cover you, otherwise the foul bird of the air will completely devour and destroy your lives, and we don't like seeing you know, little infants in Christ devoured by fallen angels. It's horrible. We're here to protect and cover all. Love covers a multitude of sin while they still have no understanding and no renewal in their brain whatsoever. Before they're white stones, before they operate in God the Father's ability through their whole soul's sacrifice to the glory realm. Amen. So we're maturing in the things of God the Father and covering everyone else who doesn't understand. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. Glory is the only judgment. Haven't you realized that? The glory of God is the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty. You have to understand, Nahum 1.5, God is good and God is love. Two important verses for foundations of everything that comes from the white throne judgment seat of Christ. God is good, was it Nahum 1.7? And God is love, First John. God is love and God is good. 
So if you have that foundation that you know everything that comes from the blazing, burning, white throne judgment seat of Christ, all his judgments are good, all his judgments are love, meaning divine love will remove phileo love. That's the greatest judgment of all time. That's the great judgment. The winepress of the wrath of the Almighty is upon the human brain to remove the serpent out of the flesh nature. All that's going to be left is glory on earth as it is in heaven is the only thing left after the fullness of the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty comes upon all flesh. And it will in the coming days. There is an intensification of the glory of God to remove death from souls. And it's a sovereign work. People don't even have to believe in it. Noah raised the standard and drowned the world. It only takes a small remnant to go up into the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus, which is God the Father's fullness of love formed in your spirit with your brain seeing it and your brain controlled by it. Your brain fully controlled by the atmosphere of the Garden of Eden is the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Having your soul sealed in the Garden of Eden is being sealed in the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. There is nothing higher than love. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 31. And yet I will show you a way that transcends every other way. Love, divine love, agape love. And agape is the glory and agape is the wine press. When you drink the cup of the new covenant, you are drinking agape. And it's sacrificial love, meaning you're drinking the blood of Jesus. You're drinking the jealous passion of his fire. And he will terrorize any other God influencing your heart. He'll go after it. He is a king and he is a warring God. And he doesn't lose in spiritual battles. He's mighty energy in battle. His exousia dunamis power cannot be quenched. If a person is sincerely in love with him, he will war against the enemies of love that are stealing from the vineyards of their hearts. He will war against the enemies of love. He will war against the bride's enemies. But the bride has to be willing to join him on the mountain of the sacred spices, which is the Garden of Eden, the 12 spices of solid gold around his garden. Amen, with the eagles flying over the mountains. You have to be willing to join him in Eden, in the sacred spiced mountains, in order for him to war against your enemies. If you say no to him, you're on your own for a season, and that's when we get beat up by the night watchman. And we all have done that, and then we realize, that sucks. I'm giving my soul to the King of Glory. I'm opening up the ageless doors. I will ascend the sacred mountain with clean hands and a pure heart and no idols, meaning nothing attached to the natural dimension to hold me down. No cables and cords coming out my brainstem like Neo in the tub of goo in the Matrix. Completely disconnected from the curse of the fall. Completely disconnected from the red dragon, which is simply idolatry of the flesh. Idolatry of self. The red dragon nature is the idolatry of self. And when you enter Eden, it wars against all the idolatry of self. That's why people just aren't instantly sealed in that realm. You have to be completely raced of self. <laughs> Until it's only God the Father's soul flowing through your entire brain. Amen? Praise his seven horns through your hearts and brains. You must do that. That's how you're sealed in His power, the power of His love and the power of His glory. He's raising up 
mighty warriors whose warring nature is divine love. There's nothing higher and nothing stronger and nothing the enemy fears more than love because this love is Acts chapter 2. It's the resting, laughing tongues of fire. This love removed the curse from their souls on Pentecost. They did. You could grow in that love. But that love burnt up religion crispy like a deep fryer. That's what revival is, is having all religion burnt up in the human brain. So a person's in the fire of his love, experiencing the Garden of Eden. Every outpouring of every revival there's ever been has been someone who tapped into the Garden of Eden. So when we have never-ending revival during this revival, it's a whole company of people that are sealed in that place. Amen? His banner over us is love. Glory. He has put a seal on our hearts. The Shulamite seal of the fire of His love. Meaning, no other gods, no other lovers, no foxes, no demonic influence. Your spirit, the light of your inner man, is completely set apart for Jesus Christ alone. That's where you'll find the Garden of Eden is when you come to a holy consecration of your inner man to exclusively serve Jesus without any mixture. And you grow in that love. Just like when you came into marriage, I mean, it was a mess, and all your stuff comes up, and your past relationships, and soul ties, and all the nonsense, and then your families are all messed up, and it's just a huge mess, but it's a glorious, wonderful mess. It's, love is messy stuff. Extremely messy. Love is what refines every family. Every marriage, every relationship, every city, every nation. Love from the Garden of Eden. And it will come strongly now. I believe it will completely consume the United States of America. Completely. I don't care what anyone says on media. It doesn't matter what the newspaper, what they're reporting. Politics are irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. Although righteousness will increase in our governments because that's a covenant promise. But you'll be shocked. All we needed to do is go deeper in this realm of the glory of the Garden of Eden and be sealed in our foreheads with the Father's fullness of His love controlling our inner man and our whole conscience cleansed from dead works and be transfigured and filled with the richest measure of the Divine Presence, becoming bodies fully filled and flooded with God Himself, and then overflow upon everyone no matter what and not see the idiosyncrasies in their souls but love them unconditionally. That's all we had to step into, just maturity called God the Father's nature of unconditional love. That's who God is. God is that unconditional glory towards your soul regardless of your behavior. All you have to do is fall in love with the glory, boldly approach the throne of grace, and let it burn out all the death and hell of self and the curse of the fall out of your brain and live in the richest measure of the divine presence. Becoming bodies fully filled and flooded with God the Father Himself. And then you'll live in that place. That's the mark of the high calling. Sealed in that place of the floods. Sealed in the place of the throne room atmosphere. How? By faith. You grew in the presence. You grew in the sacrifice of self for intimacy with your bridegroom king. You saw what it would cost you to rise into the greater glory. It would just cost you the things that were stealing from you. It's only going to cost you the foxes stealing from your spirit life. It's only going to cost you the demonic influence that's killing you anyway. You get momentary pleasures from it, from whatever sin you do in the flesh. 
Whenever idolatry, it does grant you momentary pleasures. Afterwards, you feel dead. I tell you the truth, the glory will come so strong that people won't even want to sin anymore. We haven't seen that kind of revival yet where the glory is so strong, people gladly stop drinking alcohol, stop doing drugs, stop <laughs> sexual morality, stop being religious because, holy cow, this is the realm the creator of heaven and earth has prepared for us? I go before you to prepare a place for you? In my Father's house are many dwelling places of glory? realms for your soul to be completely satisfied and provided for and healthy and blessed in every area of your life on earth perfectly. That's the dwelling place of His glory. That's the dwelling place of divine love in your souls. Amen. I pray every single one of you knows it, grows in it, and blesses others with it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redlettermin.com. Put your finances into the glory so the glory of God can multiply your finances in the name of Jesus Christ. It will completely slaughter your idolatry and all your fears of provisions when you begin to trust the glory of God to provide for you by sacrificing in Jesus' name. Redlettermin.com. We'll see you tomorrow.